This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Cheryl. Tig. We cover a lot of stuff. Yes. Undergarments. Undergarments um, from infantry. Infantry? Infancy. Yeah, that's not. To, uh, <laughs> it's just like the military. Yeah. <laughs> and are they wearing thongs in the military? That's the question. I don't know. Oh, my god! Do they have the choice of a thong? Yeah. Hey, if you're in the military, do they tell you what kind of underwear you have to wear? I don't. I wasn't in the military. I know. I I look like I was. <laughs> um, we, we talk about thongs. Let's just get into it. Okay. We talk a lot about thongs, and there's no no mention of the military. But no, no. We appreciate not. all you've done for this country. That's true. We do appreciate your service, and we want to know what kind of underwear you're wearing. Were you wearing a thong uh, when you were when you were serving the country, it. ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and jerks, ladies and germs, welcome. Ladies and jerks. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Tig and Cheryl, True Story, Gaga, Five Foot Two. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. <laughs> Tig. Yeah. Are you, are you ready to do again? that? Because you're eating a banana, and it feels like you're not being serious about this podcast. I'm being very serious, and I'm also being very serious about my health. Okay. Well, excuse me for attacking you. Mm-hmm. Um, First thing in the morning. <laughs> How's your shoot going? It's going great. It's really, really fun. How's your shoot going? Mm, I'm not shooting. I just did the oh, Tonight Show just, last night. Oh. Sorry, and then I, didn't I see it. am also... <laughs> I didn't either. Um <laughs> And I was also in New York uh, for the Lower East Side Film Festival. And was that fun? It was really fun. There was a live event that I 
I guess I hosted, um, where I interviewed the subjects of this documentary, which is about these two stand-up comedians that got into comedy in their 80s. Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) And the woman is 89. Oh, my God. And the guy is 87. So it's not like 81. (laughs) It's the high 80s. Yeah, it's like, bye-bye, 80s. (laughs) Hello, Hello, 90s. 90s. (laughs) Were they funny? Was it? Very funny. Oh, my God. Very funny. Maybe we need to do it. I know. I was going to talk to you about that. That It feels like a film we should cover. We should talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Today, we're talking about Gaga. Gaga. Five Foot Two. Mm -hmm. Gaga Five Foot Two is a 2017 documentary film directed by Chris Mukarbel. (laughs) <laughs> it chronicles a period in Lady Gaga's career. <laughs> I mean, you think I would like... No, I don't. No? Okay. It chronicles a period in Lady Gaga's career as she records an album and prepares for her Super Bowl halftime show performance. It also provides insight into her personal life as she recovers from a breakup and struggles with chronic pain. Gaga 5 foot 2 debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival and is available to watch on Netflix. Had you ever seen this? No, no. But I think I was, (laughs) this sounds ridiculous. (laughs) I think I was at that Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't, you're not quite sure? Well, the Lady Gaga part is not sticking in my mind, but I do remember being at a Super Bowl when the Patriots played and it was a dramatic ending. Was that the right Super Bowl? I feel like Super Bowls are dramatic. Well, not always. This was like the this was at the very end. I think the Patriots won at the very end. You a big football fan? Not at all. <laughs> well, I only asked because everything you were saying sounded ridiculous <laughs> as I watched it come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, Thomas, does does that sound right? Does that sound like the right uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. So I was there. Um, so you do, it, it was in fact a Super Bowl that you went to in Houston <laughs> and with I guess the Patriots. I, and I guess I saw Lady Gaga perform. You must be the biggest <laughs> Lady Gaga fan, is what this tells me. Well, I don't know what I was doing during halftime. I mean, you were freaking out because Lady Gaga was there in person. Your dreams could come true. Your I two mean, favorite teams were playing. This was, you were in your favorite town. This was all too much. I mean, you're not even really a football fan. And clearly, Lady Gaga, you don't have all her albums. What were you doing there? Uh, I'm not sure why. I had tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I just remember hanging out with John Hamm, who mm-hmm. is fantastic, and Keegan Michael Key. So you had you had friends there. Yeah, I had friends there. Yeah, so uh, it was fun, and it was a social event. But you weren't going as like, oh my gosh, I have to see these two teams play in my city of Houston. <laughs> Uh, and bonus, Lady Gaga is there. I'm going to say yes to that because that is absolutely the truth. Now, do you have Lady Gaga albums? No, but I do have a few of her songs downloaded. 
Okay. What what songs? Uh, I do love A Million Reasons. Oh, jeez. What song is that? Bad Romance. Oh, that's right. Bad Romance. Um, so in this, in this documentary, um, were you surprised? There were a few things that surprised me. I mean, I had some surprises. Yeah. Yes. So even yeah. starting out the film, you know, you see her in her home in Malibu, and she's she's wearing a uh, a thong mm-hmm. bodysuit mm-hmm. with pants that are so low you can clearly tell that it's a thong bodysuit. And I was very distracted because those are so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worn a thong bodysuit? <laughs> I can't imagine why you're asking me that. <laughs> well, of it... course I have. <laughs> of course I have. And is that what you lounge around your house in? <laughs> yes. It's like dental floss for your bottom, right? Yes, but when it's a bodysuit, I mean, you have, it is like really pulling up on. As you should with your teeth. I mean, when you're flossing your teeth. Well, right, right. Okay, I see. But, you know, it doesn't serve the same purpose as dental floss. You're not wearing it to try to. Well, you don't know why she's doing it. You don't know. That's true. Let her call in. Hey, Gaga. Hey, Hey, Gaga. (laughs) Hey, call in. Let us know. Why you like to lounge around in a a thong bodysuit? Because it seems so uncomfortable. Now, are the snaps on the bottom, too? That's uh, a good question. We did not get to see They're kind of like an adult onesie for like a baby, right? Well, a onesie for a baby is meant to be loose and comfortable so they can... Right, but it still snaps at the crotch, right? Yes. Um, Some do. Maybe she wore onesies for a long time. And she's just used to the crotch snap. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, and now and she's And that's how like, she feels most comfortable. I mean, she even got a massage in that thong bodysuit, and it was distracting me. Okay, I didn't think twice about that. Oh, interesting. Well, I haven't worn one of those. Oh, then you don't realize how uncomfortable it is. But it is... But you knew I'd never worn a... I don't know. You know, you play superheroes and whatnot, so maybe sometimes you have to wear some uncomfortable undergarments yeah, under your... army fatigues. <laughs> Gas cans on my back. <laughs> so you never have to wear anything like a latex suit where you might not be able to show underwear lines. Well, on Star Trek, they have like a full body latex suit. Yeah, yeah they've given me those, but I, I was like, I can't put that on. So you just go commando? Well, no, I just oh. have underwear on that's like very... Like panties under a latex body suit? That doesn't make sense at all. Well, you finished my sentence. Okay, go ahead. Not in a way where we're so connected that you finish my sentences. (laughs) With the right answer. (laughs) Like, oh, that's how I'm going to describe you from now on. I'm going to be like, we're the kind of friends where we finish each other's sentences, but they're always wrong. It's not at all what they were going for. (laughs) It's not at all what, what the other one was about to say. Okay, what kind of underwear do you wear under your latex suit? Well, I feel like this is getting way too personal. Um, but what if, and I've thought about this when I've gone to put on my Star Trek mm-hmm. spacesuit, what if I did wear real big, crumply, like ruffled on the back underwear? <laughs> yeah. 
and they had to pull me aside and, and say, say that, hey. hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. You've hey, space person. Your... <laughs> Nobody's going to believe. ruffled underwear. It's <laughs> causing problems. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have the budget to fix the yeah. post. Right. Listen, I'm sure that conversation has happened before in the world of show business. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so let's get back on track. Oh, God, we haven't even started. Okay, so. We started. We mentioned Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's a lot better than we've done in other episodes where 30 minutes go by and we're like, what are we talking? Oh, right. Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> I do like the people that write in and they're like, wow, I forgot what documentary they were talking about because they never mentioned it. Um, okay. So Lady Gaga, I mean, it was interesting because she was working on music and you realize that she has this chronic pain that she's dealing with because she broke her hip at some point. Yeah. I mean, here's what surprised me. And this has nothing to do with how she looks. Yeah. Because she looks great. Yeah. I think because she's been around so long. Yeah. I was shocked to find out she was 30. <laughs> That's what shocked me. What did you think? She was 23? No. Oh, I thought, thought she was, she was like older. 40? Oh. I would have guessed, yeah, that she was 40 because, or 35 or 40. Yeah, because she really, I mean, she became pretty iconic at a very young age. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I think she's very talented and, you know, there's songs of hers that I've certainly enjoyed, but I haven't followed her career closely. Yeah. I saw her perform live. I think it was at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. I think I was doing red carpet stuff there and she was... I can't remember what song she performed, but it was incredible. Yeah. She's so talented. Yeah. But I just, I, I didn't know how old she was. and Right. So that was a shock. No clue. So when she was like, I'm 30 and she's walking around this sprawling mansion. Yeah. And um, I feel like I had heard that she lived with her parents like for a long time. Oh, well. Yeah. It's good that you didn't research it before you came on this podcast. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I, I'm just telling about you what I heard. heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're just Here, I making heard up she what we... lived with her parents for a long time, and I think she's 40. <laughs> well, I saw her in concert, too. It, it was impressive. I mean, she... You mean out other than the Super Bowl? Yeah, I saw her at... Uh... Wait, you found yourself at another Lady Gaga... <laughs> I had a friend who had like a a box at Staples. Does that uh-huh. sound right? I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, and it was really fun. And it was, you know, she leaves it on the floor. I mean, she gives it her all and she's a great performer. I love how people, there's so many people that would kill to see her live that yeah. are just fans. Oh, no, I know. And then you are like, <laughs> yeah, I downloaded a couple of songs. And then you stumble into Lady Gaga concert after Lady Gaga concert, sitting in box seats and schmoozing with John Hamm. And... Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. But in this film, you find out that she's, she's living in with chronic pain and she's a bit of a, a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with heartbreak in this. And then she says something at the beginning of the film when she's like, you know, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm 30. I know who I am now. And I'm yeah. feeling confident. And then she said something that I found very profound. Hmm. Let's listen to this little clip. 
those men have so much power that they can have women in a way that no other men can. Mm -hmm. Whenever they want, whatever they want, the cocaine, the money, the champagne, the girls, the hottest girls you've ever seen. And then I walk in the room and it's like, eight times out of 10, I'm put in that category. And they expect from me what those girls have to offer when that's just not at all what I have to offer in any way. Right. Like, that's not why I'm here. I'm not a receptacle for your pain. Okay. I mean, I think she was talking about male producers. She seemed like she had maybe had a couple of cocktails there. Did she strike you as that? I mean, it's hard to know what the... Um, baseline is for her because when you see her it sort of feels like she's always had something you know what I mean mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever watched her and went whoa she seems so completely well I didn't think that she seemed like what do you mean she seems like she's having some drinks regularly or I don't know so something there, there was the moment when she's talking to her friends by the pool mm -hmm. and she just takes off her bathing suit top uh -huh. and just keeps talking like nothing's happening it's uh -huh. like whoa is this is somebody who doesn't have one drink or anything in her able to just be so free i'm sure i'm sure there are people like that i think there are definitely people that are that free i'm projecting so for me yeah. i would need uh how many drinks would you need to take your shirt off and just chat and with just me by talking, the pool? And keep talking and not even acknowledge that I am completely topless. topless. Here's mm -hmm. the thing is yeah. I did that in my stand-up completely know. sober. For the millions. And here's the thing yeah. is I've also done it at public pools and at the beach. Really? Where I just run out with my scarred chest uh, like, to swim like a little fish. Here it is, guys and dolls. Yeah. So in that moment, that clip, she's talking about the men. You felt like she was talking about music producers. and Yeah. But I also felt like she was talking about men in general. Yeah, I think what surprised me, and this is based on having no opinion going in, but I clearly had some opinion about her on some subconscious level yeah. for me to be surprised by something. I was surprised by how much she seems very, like, it, I don't even know how to word this, because of course men are important to her. But she seems very, I don't know if it's that men are so important to her or their opinion, mm. or she's trying to have them not be so important mm. because they were at one time so i know men are important to her right. men are important to me yeah. i don't know i don't know how to say it just well, seemed like it was coming up a lot where yeah well she um, was going like the opinion of men and i know she was going through a breakup yeah. but to be honest and i don't know if it's because i do typically get up and go have a snack <laughs> I didn't fully catch that she was in a breakup in the very beginning. I didn't feel like there was enough of a moment made of it yeah. in the documentary. Did I, Was there a big enough moment? I don't think so. And I think that was probably intentional, right? Cause I don't know if it was intentional or if it was that they were assuming everybody knew that oh, she was going yeah. through it. 
I don't know. But I didn't know. But she had been going out with Taylor Kinney for a, a long time. And I think Who they, is Taylor Kinney? He's a very handsome actor. He's I mean, he's done plenty of movies, but he's also done a TV series about the firefighters. That's also okay. escaping me. Anyway. Well, he's an actor. Yeah. So how long was she with him? I think a few years. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, she came across as very lonely. I mean, she said mm-hmm. she was lonely. You know, so yeah. I see what you're saying because it's almost like, are you always going to be lonely if you're not in a relationship with the man? Did you get that, that vibe? I don't know what it is. There was just a vibe I got that she struck me as somebody that really wanted to not need to mm. have a guy right but that it still seems to be there yeah that and and that's not there's nothing wrong with that that's no. not a judgment I think a lot it of just, people feel like that oh my well yeah I couldn't possibly live without a man I mean I, I hear that <laughs> but <laughs> no but it is it's there's it's it's very appealing to have a partner yeah and, somebody that you love and somebody that loves you you want everybody yeah. wants that yeah. I mean, for most, you don't, you can't assume everybody wants that. And oh. I'm sure if I was, if, if Stephanie up and left me, I would probably be, my head would be spinning and yeah. thinking, I don't, I don't, I really don't know what I would be thinking. I don't know if I'd be like, I need to just be alone or if I would be like, hey girl, hey. Oh. <laughs> I like that the next day you're out at the nightclub. <laughs> uh-huh. The nightclub. Shakers. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. think a big part of this film and the same as the other films that we've seen about musicians is Mm. it's a bit of a lonely world because you're you are so isolated from people well I don't think it's just musicians because it it it, I think there's a certain a certain level of fame yeah I think you're right is beyond beyond just being a musician or being famous yeah what Lady Gaga is is the Madonna Prince. Um, she's an icon. She's recognizable. Matthew Modine. Yeah. 
She is the Matthew Modine. Oh, and the rift between her and Madonna. Madonna. I didn't know about that. Did you? First of all, another thing is I would never, especially after watching this documentary, put together or feel like she was ripping off Madonna. And where did where is that from? Well, I think Madonna said something. Once again, that's what I'm should, saying. We should have Googled it before this podcast. I know, but I'm saying that um, you know, there's so many people influenced by those that went before them, right? But not to a degree. I mean, Lady Gaga sits down. She's clearly a very talented musician yeah. beyond being a very talented singer. Yeah, she plays songwriter. The piano and yeah, I mean, amazing. Yeah. yeah, she seems very much a musician. And yes, she makes these wild fashion statements, yes. political statements. Yes. But I don't think, I mean, Madonna did that, but I don't think Madonna invented that. No, but you know, it. she's a bit of the same type, you know, she's a white lady with bleach blonde hair that's outrageous they're both italian they're both italian from new yorkers well so. no madonna's from detroit oh in my mind she's from new york but no madonna's is- detroit so is bob seger so is oh. iggy pop why are you mad at me about this well like because coming i like- at me hard about detroit i know but i like to wedge in any sort of music <laughs> trivia when i can but go ahead your knowledge your bath <laughs> <Wee-oo, wee-oo. laughs> braggadocious um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's that Madonna was like, oh my God, she's doing my shtick. You know, I wore outrageous costumes. I went out there and said F you to the world. And, but, and Lady Gaga in this documentary is like, yeah, I, I, to take something that somebody's already done and then make it your own is, should be a compliment. It should be, you know, wow, you influenced me. I bet that was crushing on some level I know. to admire somebody and then have somebody that you admire kind of yeah. um, publicly say you're ripping off my. Yeah, I bet it, it stung a bit. Yeah. Especially if you felt like you really admired this person and you were doing your own thing and or trying to do your thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was putting it in. I was thinking about in terms of you know the different comedians that I loved yeah. as I was growing up and I'm so influenced by them there's no secret about it yeah but I I hope that I've taken that inspiration and done my own thing yeah I mean how crushing would it be who's somebody that you admire that, that inspired you oh my gosh there are so many I mean I was at, growing up I mean Paula Poundstone Yeah Paula Poundstone uh, Richard Pryor Ellen DeGeneres Right one of our one of our our fans Rosie O'Donnell Rose- Yeah so imagine yeah. if Rosie came up to you and said or didn't even come up to you that there wasn't uh-huh. a private moment but somehow publicly said wow Tig is ripping off my um shtick as they say yeah, would I would be, be like, oh, yeah, it'd be such a bummer because I had spent so many years watching these comedians yeah. and or Stephen Wright. I really loved Stephen yeah. Wright. And, and um, maybe these comedians have some of them have felt that I took from them. Maybe they don't even know who I am. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is it would sting. It would be and it would be like, oh, God, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It also seems so like Madonna's not that twenty 
five-year-old anymore and she's coming after a 25-year-old saying you're also Britney Spears I mean I feel like Madonna embraced Britney Spears why not embrace Lady Gaga I don't know I don't know know. Madonna if you're listening hey girl hey hey hey. first of all most importantly (laughs) hey girl hey but um, um, but DM us. And I loved Madonna as a kid. Yeah. But um, I I don't know if people can hear that influence in what I do. Mm, right. You know? She's never publicly said, whoa, Tig is ripping me off. Wow, Tig really took borderline <laughs> and... <laughs> and tried to pass it off as her own. <laughs> like, like a virgin. I love to see And Tig's like- prancing around in her wild, outrageous outfits. Of uh, camouflage um, cargo pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lady Gaga, in this documentary, she's been tapped to do A Star is Born. Mm -hmm. And she's very excited about that. Where where does the term tapped? Like, I I just got booked on this movie filming in New Orleans. Yeah. Was I tapped? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you... I don't feel like anybody would say Tig was tapped to be... (laughs) You know, I feel like it's the difference between when somebody is murdered and then they're famous Mm. and then they're assassinated. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas with me, Ah. it's like I was booked to be in this movie, but I was certainly not tapped. (laughs) I feel like it goes up a different... Like you have to be pretty famous to be tapped. Yeah, yeah. Or it has Mm. to be a monumental role or something. But I am going to start... Having my agents call me and let me know when I've been tapped yeah. to play something. You've been tapped. Have you been tapped, Cheryl? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Because personally, I don't feel like I've ever heard of you being tapped. <laughs> but it makes sense that Lady Gaga was tapped. Yeah, Lady Gaga was tapped to play this role. And is it like a little tap on the shoulder? Or is it... Um... Yeah, I guess it's like... Uh... She had all those balloons... That's when you're tapped. If you get booked on a movie and there's a delivery of a balloon bouquet, you have officially been tapped. You've been tapped. They're very excited to have you. Yes. I have not received a bouquet of balloons when I was tapped for. I got a balloon uh, bouquet, but it was when I was diagnosed with cancer. It was Mm. very different. I was tapped with cancer. (laughs) Not quite as exciting. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah, wah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then Mm -hmm. she gets the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. 
and she's very excited about it. And at the same time, she's struggling through her chronic pain. Which looks brutal. It does. It does. And, you know, it shows her very busy schedule, right? She's, everybody wants to be a part of her life and she's recording an album and she's rehearsing and it's, it's. Relentless. She's driving around in limousines, and I really like that moment in the film where they real they show the the chaos and energy going on around her, and then she gets into the limo and the door shuts, and then it you hear the actual sound of the quietness, yeah, the quiet in the car. In the car. Yeah, even though there are people in the back seat, but nobody's really talking. Right, but that's what I mean. Is you just you can hear that just the that difference. quiet movement of yeah being in the car I really really liked that moment yeah that was it's fascinating it's hard to imagine like so many people waiting outside your building just to see it's not that hard to imagine (laughs) 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 um well because you're halfway there Mm -hmm. um I'm there I feel like I'm there we're halfway there um and then at some point they show um Florence from um, Florence Welch. Yeah, from Florence and the Machine, who I love. Do you love and adore her? She is so incredible. Yeah. It's stupid. She's one of those talents where you go, how do you wake up and accept that you're you every day? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you do with that? Yeah. So to see Florence and Lady Gaga together in a tiny little studio with her, um, I guess, producer... Mark Ronson. Ronson, yeah. Um, it was it was great, you know, because you see the process and and it's like, wow, that is so extraordinary, right? To wake up and go to a little studio with Florence Welch and this is your day. And then mm-hmm. you talk about your Super Bowl mm-hmm. performance. But also your hip hurts. But also your hip hurts so much that you're crying in pain while somebody's trying to massage it or ice it or whatever that looks right. like. It's, you know, it was tough. And it's interesting to hear about the, um, which I know is, it's just adrenaline and passion and pushing through pain to perform and try to be available to life in certain Mm -hmm. ways. And then once you stop moving, it kind of really hits. Right. That level. When all the adrenaline wears off, you mean? Yeah. And that, that level of pain that she's dealing with is 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 there um yeah and she you know she has a friend who a friend named Sonia who has cancer and she's dealing with that uh the, all those emotions which are that's a big it's a difficult time and it's and it requires attention and dealing with those feelings and figuring out what to do and how to be there for her friend and and at the same time they show her talking to her grandmother which was very sweet and cute this is where I got lost a little. Tommy. I'm sure I can clarify any <laughs> any question you have. Go ahead. She talks about Joanne. Uh-huh. You know, which was her father's sister. sister uh-huh. Her aunt. Right. I got a little uh, muddied in the story of Joanne. Uh, Joanne died. Yes. Something about she, they were going to have to amputate her hands. Oh, that yeah. I didn't, story. I didn't I understand get, that. I didn't understand that either, but um, but uh, regardless, it was clearly a dramatic and sad time. Mm-hmm. And Lady Gaga wrote a song about Joanne, and she took it over to her grandmother's 
and played it for her grandmother and her father. And um, it was a very sweet, like, small moment yeah. compared to, like, her, you know, I always laugh when people say living out loud because I'm not sure what that means. But, um, like, living out for the world to see moment. She's just in a, a small apartment with her grandmother listening mm-hmm. to a very And her father. Time. And then her father walked out of the apartment, clearly so overcome emotional. with emotion. Yeah. And uh, she ended up naming the album Joanne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really a sweet moment to see and, and, and to watch her at her nephew's baptism mm-hmm. was also very cute. You know, she's wearing a dress, a sweet little dress, holding a baby. You know what also really struck me about her is um, she didn't feel like she was playing to the camera very much. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of people would be playing to the camera. It seemed like there were just some very real moments, even though she clearly was aware there was a camera there. She didn't seem, I don't know how else to say it. Like she was was changing a moment because she knew that there was a a camera. She was just like, she was authentic. I thought of you when I watched this because I was thinking, how is she... (laughs) When I saw her in her thong, I was like, oh, that reminds, reminds me of too. No, when I... When, <laughs> when she's crying over this guy, I was like, I remember when Tig... And, was in her thong crying over that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, she, when she was having these, you know, really personal moments and there's a camera there. Mm-hmm. I just... It's, it's hard to understand how someone's having a personal moment when there's a camera there. Well, yeah. I mean, I know for myself, I... And I don't know how she felt, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm not in direct communication, but I'm sure she is listening. So, hey, hey, Gaga, hey. hey. I, in my documentary, which was one of the first original Netflix documentaries ever made, um, I... Braggadocious! Go ahead. I didn't know those emotional moments were coming. So they surprised me when they happened because when I was asked to make my documentary, I felt like I was coming through the hardest part of my life and that it wouldn't get harder. Aha. Uh-huh. So you I like, thought, I want you guys to capture yeah, this. Yeah. Hello. Bounce back. Hey. <laughs> hey, bounce back. Hey. <laughs> and then it was like, oops. It was oh. one of the first real moments of learning that it might keep happening in your Mm. life you might keep having the worst or even worse situations happen in life or not it's it's so random what happens and I really thought that that is how it went I was 40 years old I can't believe how dumb I was I thought I just had all these deadly illnesses and the accidental death of my mother and my breakup of course I won't be devastated again. And then they're right. like, rolling. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, it's a good point. I wonder if, the, if Lady Gaga felt the same way. Like, she was making a a new album, right? Mm-hmm. She was, and she had just gotten a Star is Born. So maybe she thought, okay, let's document this on fun, my way, fun yeah. Time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even when she was like 
really like writhing in pain on the couch and you could tell it was she was in a lot of pain and she's crying and and then she for a moment you know realized the camera was there and said oh god do I look pathetic Mm-hmm. but she didn't say stop rolling right and it was still in the film so it was interesting now when she was at the doctor's office having her makeup done was that yeah. for the documentary I don't think so no because she was in the documentary a lot with zero makeup on right but why she must have been getting ready to go perform or do something right because yeah she goes to the doctor because she's in so much pain and the doctor is like giving her shots in different parts of her body while she's getting full hair and makeup (laughs) yeah that was very different than my documentary That would have been such a funny uh, moment to mine if I had full hair and makeup done on camera. For your documentary? Yeah, it was while like, I was okay. at the oncologist or while I was getting... While they're giving you news. Yeah, like, giving yeah. me uh, bad news. And... It's like just a little heavier on the eyeliner. <laughs> Could I get a smoky eye? Isn't that what... Isn't that yeah, a? Yeah, that's a thing. No, no, no. But I, I don't know if she said that. But I've just heard people say, "Yeah, smoky eye." It is. You do get a smoky eye. Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that next time I'm on a late show. <laughs> Have a, a makeup artist come in. Just say, Can well, you because just... whenever the makeup artist asks me what I, I want, I'm like, I don't know. Just like you know what I look like, but with oh, makeup. But... I would love to see you with a smoky eye. Yeah, so maybe next time I'll <laughs> say, can I get a smoky eye? <laughs> oh, I need to see you with a smoky eye. Uh, um. Okay, so she learns that her album has been leaked online. I honestly don't know how, uh, how that translates to what kind of damage that does. Well, it takes money out of her pocket. Financial damage, yeah. Probably couldn't afford full hair and makeup during doctor's appointments. doctor's appointment, if... Yeah. Yeah. If people are just taking your art for free. Yeah, just downloading it. Yeah. So that's... That was terrible. And then... I mean, she really loves her fans. Mm -hmm. She really loves connecting with her fans. She performed at the Bitter Inn in New York on the street for hundreds of her fans. And then she went to Walmart to ask if her album was out and they had no idea who she was. <laughs> <laughs> and their guy uh, the guy is like who are, what who who's the name of the person? She said Lady Gaga and he's like I don't know. I don't know. Go look around. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, more people started to realize who she was and um I had never seen that fashion before that she was sporting in Walmart where you have, mm. I guess, some sort of bra on and then a shirt. that A crop top that's so... Well, yeah, I've seen a crop top, but only this where like... An your... extreme crop top. Have you ever seen that? Where it just like barely, no. like it doesn't cover the bottom of your boobs crop top. Right, right. Like it is... It is... It's a cropped, cropped, crop top. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, a triple why, crop. Why bother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is coming... We're talking about a woman that takes her shirt off mid-conversation. Yes. And just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. So she, doesn't, she doesn't care. Why would she care? <laughs> why on earth would she care? It, she doesn't. She feels overdressed in a cropped, cropped, cropped yes. top. Yes. We need to get that for our merch. <laughs> 
Hey, girl, hey, on a cropped, cropped, cropped top. <laughs> and you can only wear it if your bra is showing at the bottom. <laughs> Otherwise. Oh, and we should get oh. the uh, adult lady onesie, too, that snaps at the crotch. <laughs> oh, no. no, I think that is unhealthy. I think that uh, affects your lady parts in a way that's your not. Your lady gaga parts. <laughs> lady gaga parts in a way that's not healthy. Since we have Lady Gaga's attention, and again, yeah, she hey. is listening. Hey, girl, yeah. hey. Gaga, hey. Here's what I want to suggest. Yeah. And Lady Gaga, if you're like, listen here. Uh-huh. A, I don't know who you are, Tig. B, don't care what you have to say. Then I would say press stop or fast forward. Yeah. But I want to suggest for your health mm. to stop smoking. I know. I get it. And? Uh-oh, there's more. And she probably does this. She's, she's one of those bazillionaire types that yeah, has okay. people that can give her full hair and makeup during doctor's appointments so yeah. she probably is aware of breathing techniques and exercises mm. but that's what I was also feeling when I was watching her is like I wonder what sort of and I know it's so much more complicated and I hate it when people tell me stuff or I get frustrated when people tell me about health or like you should over, try oversimplify this. it. It's like, yeah, just count and you're to like, five and you'll get through it. Like, yeah. Nah, okay. And I'm like, no, it's more complicated. And I know her stuff is more complicated. But those basic things of just, I wish she would stop smoking. And stop yeah. smoking around other people when you're in a car inside. You're really bringing down the hammer on Gaga. Well, I just don't think it's fair to other people because when you're the person that's like the boss or the power yeah, you're place like writing the checks and you're smoking then yeah. people feel like can't they can't anything. they can't say anything or leave yeah. yeah so it was fun to see her at the super bowl and you know behind the scenes there was did you find the moment like in the super bowl hallway when president george bush senior uh-huh. He was going by Donatella Versace, mm-hmm. and his people are telling the Bushes, that's Donatella Versace. And then her people are telling her, that's President Bush <laughs> and Barbara Bush. And neither one of them could give a shit. <laughs> the Bushes don't care about Versace and vice versa. And they pass each other, and it's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know why you made me laugh so I was like, it's one of those weird moments. It's that idea of like how people are famous to only certain people. Yeah, certain And groups. they are nothing. Do not even talk on the radar. Nothing. Do not, no, nothing. You know what I just remembered? Stephanie and I were at like a nail or a massage, I think hair and some sort of spa in yeah. New York. Yeah. I nice. just remembered this. When we were checking out and paying, the woman behind the counter said, oh, my God, there's Lady Gaga's assistant. There's Lady Gaga's <laughs> assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, she was saying it to us, like, like letting get, us in on a like, star sighting. Can you believe? <laughs> like, right behind you, Lady Gaga's assistant. That's Lady Gaga's assistant. <laughs> and, and we were like, oh. Oh, oh wow! Okay, cool. <laughs> and we 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 didn't quite know how to uh, what the respond. proper response. Yeah, was. whoa, yeah. whoa! Because it just reminded me of like it wasn't a big deal to us, but maybe but to, to somebody. Her. 
Did she have any idea who you two were? No. Clearly not. <laughs> she was way more <laughs> aware of Lady Gaga's assistant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lady Gaga's assistant, Lady Gaga's assistant. <laughs> oh. That is hilarious. Okay, so winding it down, the she they they show her at the Super Bowl. I thought that was so interesting, right? Seeing her rehearse and just realizing like the amount of focus that mm-hmm. anybody has to have to do that to do the halftime super bowl and you know the timing of it all the mm-hmm. dancing the singing the pyrotechnics it's like mm-hmm. everything has to go off and she has to be laser beam focused mm-hmm. it's pretty extraordinary yeah it was really fun to see the backstage of it all i thought would you feel Stressed if you had to perform something at the... At the Super Bowl? Yeah. I feel like I definitely would. Mm-hmm. Or, would you or would you be like, eh? Well, I'm not a dancer. It depends on what you had to do, right? If you had to do your stand-up, mm-hmm. it would probably be uh, stressful, but a type of stress that you can manage and you know that at the end of the day, you're going to deliver your stand-up. Well, I mean, I I would know I would deliver my stand-up. I don't know if it would translate in a stadium for the Super Bowl. I would imagine a lot of <laughs> like the, the people, people that are there for the Super Bowl are like, who is this 50-year-old nacho- lesbian telling these <laughs> low-key, boring <laughs> stories? I don't know that I'm going to get the invite. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the delay that a joke could take in, yeah. in that big of a place, and then they maybe would laugh, and then I'd be starting another joke, and it just yeah, but seems no, like a but I saw you at where, where did I see you? Carnegie Hall. Yeah, so I saw you at Car- Car- Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah, in trouble with my R's today. It happens. It does. Carnegie Hall, and uh, you were amazing, and you were you know you didn't seem nervous at all. I felt very excited. Yeah. So if you're doing the thing that you you know you can do, mm-hmm. I'm sure that makes a difference, right? Well, she knows she can do it. Right. That's what I'm saying. So this is, she does concerts already. Yeah. It was fascinating because it seems like her concerts couldn't be that much different than, it, th- there's a certain pressure that she would clearly be putting mm-hmm. on herself because it's the Super Bowl. And it's live. Yeah. That's really hard. Right. Because what if, you know, one of the pyrotechnics goes wrong or what if somebody, one of your dancers throws up in the middle of it and then she slips on it? That would be awesome, first of all. (laughs) I think what it reminded me of is, and of course I sound like a person that has no idea what I'm talking about because I am not a singer or dancer and I would never be asked to do the The Super Bowl (laughs) halftime. Please, let's, please somebody book me. Please tap me. Please tap me for the halftime Super Bowl. Been tapped for the, the Super Bowl halftime. Yes, but it reminds me of when somebody doesn't really have control over how something's going to go, so they try to have control over everything in a way that they think is going to be helpful to make it happen yeah but why do you think she was wrong about that no I'm not I'm not saying she was wrong but I just am saying you know it's like when somebody I've seen people audition for an acting role Mm -hmm. and the day before they will 
eat a certain diet. They mm-hmm. will go to the gym and work out even harder. Or they will mm-hmm. go get their hair done in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're trying to control certain elements to that make... That they can control. That they can control, but that ultimately it's not going to make it get you the role. But see, here's the thing. I, I feel like as an actress, you know, if you're doing live theater, you're the one that's out there on stage, right? So even though you have somebody doing your props and even though you have somebody doing your wardrobe, I would definitely check all my props. I would check all my wardrobe. I would make sure it's all of course. it's supposed to be. Just so you're not distracted by anything that, you know, anything that can go wrong will. So you try to, to, to check up all the things. Completely. And I don't think yeah. there was anything weird or wrong that she was doing. It all made sense. But there was a certain level that reminded me of, um, of that, that you're trying to control everything and you just it's not going to make a difference if you do five more push out push-ups before your audition yeah tig we Chill. the point is she did the super bowl show it was a success tears of joy everybody celebrated and the the film ends on a high note would you say I would definitely say that. Um, I think it's time for some Happily Ever After thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. Oh. Did you? I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did. You. <laughs> what did you cry at? Well, when she was at her grandmother's house and she played Joanne, is it Joanna or Joanne? Joanne. Joanna? And she played the song, and she was playing it, it's Joanne. She was playing it for her grandmother, and her father was in the background listening it to it too. And the grandmother was really, like, listening and taking it in, and the father was getting so emotional, and he was trying not to get emotional, and then he got up and walked out. So nobody would see him cry. And it was too much for me. I thought you couldn't stand it when men cried. Well, I usually can't. But mm-hmm. see, it's yeah. something if they're trying not to cry, mm-hmm. then that gets me. Okay. So yeah, I cried. Um, Who were you attracted to? We're going we're gonna to say the same person. I bet you we're going to say the same person. Who? Oh, <laughs> I well, I loved uh, Mark Ronson, her producer. Oh yeah, he was so cute and sweet mm-hmm. and supportive, and yeah, I, I really liked him. Yeah, why? Who are you attracted to, Lady Gaga? No, I don't. Lady Gaga would like plow over me in a relationship. Mm-hmm. She's bold. Yeah, I don't. I don't think um, this is a this is five, uh, five minutes in a in an elevator. This isn't a relationship, but go ahead. This is five minutes in an elevator. This is before the world ends. The, the last. See, I don't think of people that way. I think for life. Okay. So who were you? Mark Ronson. To? Okay. Let's just tell everybody. Next week's documentary is "Mommy Dead and Dearest" on HBO. Mm-hmm. That's going to be intense and and great. Um. Oh, also, you want to tell people what's out? 
Merchandise. 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 We got mugs that say, don't spill the beans. We got t-shirts and hoodies with our faces on it. <laughs> Which I was thinking about because I want one, but is that so weird to walk around with a, no. a hoodie with your own face on it? It's no. weird. No. <laughs> But you can go to um, podswag.com slash true story and you can get it. Are you going to get a mug? Oh, yes, a mug. And I'm going to send one to Dr. Becky Hines because she deserves a mug. And maybe Cracklin, my mom. Would you uh, wear a t-shirt or a hoodie? Probably a t-shirt. Okay. What about you? Both. I'd wear a t-shirt, a hoodie, and drink out of the mug. (laughs) Will you please um, post a picture of that? Sure. Okay. Um, Do you want to hear one true fan mail before we go? I do. This is from Allison R. Allison R. emailed us to solve the Hey Girl Hey mystery. Mm. (gasps) She says, I want to start by saying I love your show so much. The dynamic is so odd and unexpected. And it truly brings me such delight. My husband and I each listen to your podcast in headphones while doing chores after our toddler goes to bed. Your show is such a treat and actually motivates me to do housework just so I can listen. I also get a kick out of hearing my husband cracking up in the other room while folding laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I moved to write you today specifically to answer the question about Hey Girl Hey. This is from a reality show in the 2000s called A Shot at Love. Here's a crummy video showing the moment it hit the airwaves. First and foremost, I have been one to be like, oh, hey, girl, hey. Oh, girl, you're on my toe. Ow. Okay, hey, girl, hey. Girl, I have not moved all night. She was like a little crazy girl out of the group. I mean, hello. (laughs) Where's the pool? I think we should, on an episode, cover that reality show (laughs) and have (gasps) Hey, Girl, Hey on. Keisha? Is that her name, Keisha? Don't know. Don't care. (laughs) We should have her on. Oh my God, Thomas, our producer, can you can you fi- track her down? Oh my gosh, that would be so great. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's ask let's ask our listeners. Would they want that? Okay, you know, you, let's get some want, feedback. Yeah, let's would get some you feedback. Want hey, girl, hey, originator <laughs> on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Yeah, so you can. Um, Follow us on on Instagram. You can leave us messages there on Facebook. Friendster. Oh, Friendster. You can um, Is Friendster around? I've never heard of it. I'm just acting like You've never heard of Friendster? No. That was before MySpace. Oh, my God. I don't think Friendster is still around. (laughs) I'm going to look. Is MySpace still around? What if you got up every morning and checked your MySpace account? (laughs) (laughs) What if I got up every morning and checked my Instagram account? It's <laughs> not funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, that's it for today. Um, Tig, should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at 
gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.